What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host on Locked On Dolphins. Today on the show, we are looking at a recap of the 53-man roster projection series that we've been exploring here this week on the show. Plus, we heard from Coach Mike McDaniel and several Miami Dolphins on Wednesday at minicamp. We're going to talk about what they talked about as well. Buckle in. You, me, Locked On Dolphins. Let's get it. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Appreciate it. Now, today on the show, we are putting a bow on the 53-man roster projection that we've been discussing the last two weeks. We've gone over the players on the roster. But I think it's important for us to look macro and look at where this roster was from a talent assessment. That's something we did at the beginning of the offseason versus where it is now, now that we have assessed the college players. But they're classified as rookies. We're, We're evaluating the NFL players that have been brought into this team as well based on their history of playing in the NFL. Not all of these acquisitions are going to turn into massive booms and hits for the Dolphins. Uh, But regardless, you're looking at the talent level that exists, right? I think Will Fuller is a great example of that. You look at Will Fuller last year, and it was acknowledging, hey, there is some incurred risk here based on his availability. He's going to miss the season opener because of suspension. He has historically struggled to stay healthy, but he's a quality football player at it. Nobody's going to review Will Fuller's tenure with the Dolphins and say, yeah, man, great signing. And in the grand scheme of things, that will be looked at as a missed opportunity for the Dolphins in season. But when you're evaluating that roster transaction, compared to the receivers who were on the roster the year before, the Dolphins got better. It's an example of how just because I'm reviewing, I'm going to be talking a lot about um the numbers of quality starters and franchise cornerstone players that the Dolphins do or don't have on the roster. Now, it doesn't guarantee the success that we're hoping the Dolphins are going to have, but it at least puts you on a pathway to getting there. And I think that's where where I should start, is with quality starters and roster cornerstones. When we did this exercise where we evaluated every player who was on the roster, expiring contracts and otherwise. At the beginning of the offseason, I graded out 15 players as either quality starters or franchise cornerstones, roster cornerstones on either side of the football. Fast forward to today with the actual team based on film evaluations of NFL players We have 18, obviously Tyreek Hill, Teron Armstead. Those additions made huge waves in pushing you towards having more difference makers on the offensive side of the football. An important note is I really didn't 
elevate or downgrade a lot of players based off what they were at the end of the season. One switch I did make is I did have Eric Rowe as a quality starter at the end of the year, but projecting him forward, I have him as an adequate starter. I did elevate Jalen Phillips from an incomplete evaluation to a quality starter. So with those changes on the defensive side of the ball, you have a one-for-one swap. You still have three more quality starters and roster cornerstones at your disposal. So you're impressed with elite talent, but elite talent is elite talent. Collecting that amount of high-level players is only a process that's going to take you so far because the salary cap is in place, right? And there are restrictions for how much cap and cash you can commit to any given player at any given time. So you would expect most teams to have that level. Maybe a handful of teams would get absolutely loaded and you'd be able to point to and say, man, they they got, they're loaded on both sides of the ball. Tampa Bay is probably a good example of that. But here's where the exciting part happens for me. When I look in the middle areas, your adequate starters, your rookies, I count. I didn't count anybody as a rookie at the end of the year because they had obviously played the full season already. Rookies, adequate starters, that next step of young players or players who are starters that you, know, you, you feel good about who you have in that spot. At the end of the year, the Dolphins had four total players allocated to that space on the roster. Adequate starters and rookie players. Tua Tungvaloa was one. Michael Dieter was another. Nick Needham and Blake Ferguson. One of the four was a long snapper. I look at the rest of the roster that we've discussed over the last two days, and I have 12 adequate starter caliber players, and obviously the four rookies that I have projected to make the roster as well. You have threefold increased, according to my personal evaluation of the roster, three times as many players on the roster who are deemed as adequate starter caliber players. Three times the amount. Four to 12. Tungavaloa, Chase Edmonds, Mostert, Michelle, Cedric Wilson, Melvin Ingram. Obviously, we mentioned Dieter. Still have him in that bucket. Bridgewater. Eric Rowe, as I mentioned, has been classified in that regard now. So, yeah, you lost a... You traded a incomplete evaluation for an adequate starter, effectively, when you elevated Phillips and dropped Rowe. But the rest of these guys, these are new bodies on the roster. This is not a lot of players who were incomplete evaluations. Having 20, having 30, 34 players on your roster are evaluated from my perspective as either roster cornerstones, quality starters, rookies, or adequate level starters in the NFL level. That's 11 more than what we had at the end of the season. You want to talk about building a roster? You want to talk about allocating talent? That is what has been done here this offseason, and this is, again, just my evaluation of players, but you know the Dolphins 
probably feel similarly because they were the ones who actually went out and did this. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic timeless jewelry piece all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on Dolphins listeners can get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code locked on. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in a discreet packaging so it won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So, as I'm evaluating the dynamics of the roster, not the actual players, but the dynamics of the roster. In the last two days, we've actually gone over who are the players that I am assessing the team and and are going to be on the 53-man roster, right? There are not a lot of spots that I am looking at saying, gee whiz, this is definitively a problem place on the roster. I mean, shoot, you would consider 30 players on your 53-man roster to be either adequate, quality, or high-caliber, starting-caliber players in the NFL. You do the math, that le- that I mean, plus the rookies, it leaves you 19 players? And of those 19 players, six of them are players that we, they're mystery bag players. These are the, the fascinating X-Factor players. And I didn't, I didn't have an incomplete evaluation on Tua Tagovailoa. I do think there is an argument and a case to be made that he is still an incomplete evaluation himself. Now, that would drop your number of quality starters or adequate level starters from 12 to 11. But I don't want to get into that can of worms right now. As a quarterback in year three, I think he's an adequate level starter at this point in the NFL who has not had the chance to have the structure around him that would best position him for success. You look at the incomplete evaluations that are on this team, Lynn Bowden Jr., Hunter Long, Liam Eikenberg, Trill Williams, I mean, these kinds of mystery bag type players, if one or two of these hits in a big way, like imagine Eichenberg and Hunter Long hit. And I don't think, you know, if I were to, if you were to ask me to order the incomplete evaluations as far as their likelihood to hit, I would probably say Hunter Long is one, uh, Eichenberg is two, Limbone Jr. is three, Trill Williams is four, Robert Jones is five, and Larnell Coleman is six. And when we did the offensive 53-man roster discussion and revealed those 23, 25 players, that OT2 slash O-lineman six was really, that was the spot, that was the one spot on the roster that's like, man, I, I hope we're not done here. I hope we find somebody else to contribute and change the dynamics of this offensive line group. And if they do that, you'll feel really good. If you, if you exchange Larnell Coleman as an example for uh, an established NFL player, you would look at and say, yeah, he'd be a sufficient starting caliber player 
or a quality depth piece. Um, it's it really just becomes guys you got to go out and execute. And if some individual isolated variable can't go out and execute, then we know what we need to do next offseason. Because the talent here is so overwhelming versus a team that had 24 players at the end of the year last year out of a 53-man roster who were regarded as replacement-level players or quality depth pieces. That number went from 24 to 13 on this year's roster. And all of that flow went upwards in getting better players. That exchange, that exchange is why anybody who tells you the Dolphins are not going to be a competitive team in the AFC landscape, they don't, they don't have the perspective for what this team has been what this team's young players are capable of becoming, and what now the full picture of the full roster looks like. It is overwhelmingly the best roster we have seen for a Miami Dolphins team in at least 10 years. At least 10 years. And some of those teams, it was the coaching dynamic that ended up selling you short and hung you out to dry. So I hope that that perspective for you guys gets you guys excited for the season a little bit, obviously, as we are working our way into uh, training camp. We're getting real close, right? We are, you know, next month will be the month that training camp opens. And we actually have Dolphins football content this week. We heard from Teron Armstead. We heard from Chase Edmonds. We heard from Cedric Wilson. We heard from Xavier Howard. We heard from Melvin Ingram. We heard from Mike McDaniel. We heard from a lot. One of the questions that Mike McDaniel was asked about was the blocking of the tight end group. The question he received, when you and general manager Chris Greer sat down in February to talk about the tight ends, what led to the conclusion that you wanted to keep this group with, of tight ends with Mike Kosecki and Durham Smythe obviously resigning, franchise tag, Adam Shaheen, Hunter Long, and do you feel like Mike's blocking is good enough in your system and your offense to be effective? Here was Coach McDaniel's answer. Very, very long-winded answer. That was a process because you're hesitating, hesitant to make a foregone conclusion off of statistics and anything like that. It took a lot of tape watching, and there is... We knew fully that we'd be asking these guys to do some different things than they've done in the past. After really deep diving and watching all of the guys, it felt like not only did they put some good stuff on tape, there was a lot of room to grow. We felt that, and the people first and foremost were the type of people we want to represent the Dolphins. It was both the tape and the people, and it took a little time to uncomb, but once we uncombed it, we felt really good about it. As far as Mike Gusecki, he's been impress as impressive as any player on the team in terms of going after a challenge. You guys can probably rattle off the stats, but three-point stance wasn't his primary position. He's been working diligently in the run and pass game to do things that this offense can feature without taking away all the stuff that has made him who he is. And there is a piece of that in this offense. We're always tailoring what we do to the skill set of our players. He really attacked it with full vigor. 
and has done a great job in working on his footwork in the run game. I'm hoping that carries over to pads when that happens in whatever month that is. Follow-up, of course. Any hope or confidence that you get a long-term deal done with Mike Gusecki? Something right now, this being Mike McDaniel, there are always conversations between agents and general managers. The whole building is careful to make sure that I stay in my lane and coach some football. Right now, I'm worried about getting everyone better. If there's a situation where it would be prudent for the club to act or negotiations go a certain way with any position, we'll do what is best served for the Miami Dolphins. Well played, Coach McDaniel. Um, but the, here's the thing about Coach McDaniel. The one thing that you're going to guarantee is you're going to get some thoughtful answers because there, there's a lot of text to this transcript, right? And I love that. I love a coach who's willing to give you something to work with and, and talk you through it. Uh, if you need help with your automobile, though, Mike McDaniel can't, maybe he could. I don't assume he can't. I would assume he can't help you the way that rockauto.com can. Rockauto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price of the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs today and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Bringing this show to a close today, we have a little bit more from Coach McDaniel. We want to touch on some of the player stuff. Um, but let, let's continue the offensive line focus, uh, because coach McDaniel was asked, I know it's hard for just offensive linemen at this stage, uh, of the off season, but what have you, Frank Smith, Matt Applebaum thought of Austin Jackson and how he's adjusted to right tackle coach McDaniel been pretty pumped about how all the guys have really gone after the techniques. We're really focusing on some position versatility right now when Austin Jackson is playing right tackle. I've been very pleased because he's approaching it the only way he can get better as a player, and that is to complete a complete commitment to it. There's some things that we're asking people to do hard things at an elite level, so you try to do it over and over and over, and he's diligently attacking that. The more live bullets that we get for him in every position that he will play, the better. I think Austin Jackson has the, and I was asked this, hey, why did you pencil Austin Jackson over Liam Eikenberg in the roster projection for the starting right tackle? It is the athleticism right now. Um, that ceiling is obviously there because of the physical profile that he has. Uh, he's a more boomer bust player in my mind than Liam. Uh, Liam is probably, if you run the ball, right? And we had this conversation in the offseason, earlier in the offseason about Liam Eikenberg, and he was in an offense that ran the ball like 35 times Every year he was at Notre Dame and comes to a Dolphins offense that didn't even bother trying to run the ball. And it wasn't complimentary to what he had done during his college evaluation. You're going to get back into that mentality. I think you're going to get a much more consistent version of Liam Eikenberg. But Austin's physical skill set will allow him to play at a higher level if the light bulb comes on. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. 
And the last question Coach McDaniel was asked was again about the offensive line. Uh, the question being, I know as general manager Chris Greer would say, you never close the door on anything, but I'm curious your sense on this. Do you strongly believe that your 2022 Miami Dolphins starting centers on the roster, or is it not yet really clear, or is that not clear to you? Coach McDaniel, I think you have to be careful to pigeonhole who is doing what and when. I don't think that's... that. I think that isn't fair to the process. I will say that if no other players added, then I'm going to be very confident in our starting center next year. I'm excited about who we have, but you don't close the door, pigeonhole anything because it's not fair to the process. These guys are out here sweating on June 1st. You shouldn't be doing service to June 1st or 2nd if you made some bold statement. That's why we practice. That's why we work as diligently as we do. And that's fair. Like, this is an evaluation window for the Dolphins and their coaches to get a gauge on who they have too, right? And then this free agency run-up, like, yeah, you can look at how many camp and OTAs went for you and say, hey, we either need somebody or, hey, we think we're good. And it might or might not be the the right decision, just like signing Will Fuller might or may not, regardless of the process being good and the thought process being good, ended up not being a good decision because of the way his career trajectory continued during his time in Miami. That's a nice kind of full circle way to get to this. I want to say I'm actually going to save some of the player stuff for Power to the Pod tomorrow. So plan accordingly. Uh, But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Dolphins. Hope you guys enjoyed this discussion on the final roster assessment, the big picture talking points, just how much better the, the adequate level starters are versus guys who were replacement level players or worse last year. That significant, that middle class of the roster is so much better than what it was last year. Do not forget it. And we heard from Mike McDaniel, went over some of the offensive line talking points and tight end blocking points that he was providing the media uh, at minicamp. We got player discussions coming tomorrow, plus power to the pod playing according to Kyle Krabs. Fins up, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Thanks for listening.